and welcome to Keeper Chat. My name is Fauna. And my name is Flora. And this is a bi-weekly podcast where we chat about animals. We are both former zookeepers, and every two weeks we pick an animal, discuss it, learn a little bit more about it. As always, nothing we say reflects any past, present, or future organizations. All thoughts and opinions are our own. So with that, let's go ahead and get grimy. Flora, I have something to say. Are you ready? Mm, sure. <laughs> um, happy National Zookeeper Week. <laughs> Ew, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. I didn't even realize it until, until, and then I was like, wait a second, this is going to fall on Zookeeper Week. It's Zookeeper Week. Oh my god. <laughs> T's and P's to everyone out there who's in the midst of Zookeeper Week. I hope you're enjoying your barbecue with the rest of the maintenance and horticulture and vet staff and 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 ride staff and admission staff and everything. Hope you're enjoying your very specific week just for you. It's for everyone. I hope you enjoy your 10% off coupon to your own gift shop. I hope that's a great time for you. I hope you're enjoying having socks. to rush through your cleaning to go to the ice cream social that you can't even truly attend jesus <laughs> just throwing it out there so flora that being said how are you what's new God. how are you feeling well <laughs> i know i ambushed you <laughs> i was gonna complain about work but at least i'm not dealing with that there you go it's all perspective <laughs> but i'm running on four to four and a half hours of sleep my cat threw up on my bed at 6 a.m all mm-hmm. over my sheets and my pillowcases and my hand then threw oh. up in the hallway, then I threw him in the bathroom, and then he threw up in the bathroom, then he threw up all over his chest. I mean, it was like... Oh, my God. Well, actually, me cupping, I put my hand under him to try to catch oh, the vomit. Oh, the classic mom And I do <laughs> think I probably <laughs> then, like, used that hand to pick him up. So the vomit on himself <laughs> might have been my bad, for sure. But I was, like, asleep. Right. Um, Can't be held responsible. So then I put all my sheets in the dryer, or in the wash, and went to the gym, because I don't know what the fuck else to do. Yeah, gotta move on with the day. Jesus. Then I got to work. I have no time to nap because I have a job. And then, <laughs> I'm gonna yawn. And then, immediately after work, I'm leaving to go see Oppenheimer in IMAX. <laughs> that's the least, so I don't that's think I the can... most opposite of a nap <laughs> so I can like, think of. <laughs> am I gonna sleep through that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't you're know. either gonna sleep through the whole thing or you're gonna be wide the fuck awake for the next week. Killian Murphy's one of my favorite actors because he's in one of my favorite movies 28 Days Later. So I think I'm going to have a hard time falling asleep. But hopefully after that, yeah, I can go to sleep. I don't know. I It'll... have big plans yeah. to make cookies later. My friend is having a vasectomy tomorrow. Oh, vasectomy Everyone cookies. Everyone clap. I'm clapping. Um, And so I was going to make him some cookies that he could. Appropriate. Yeah. yeah. I also, because <laughs> we were going to go to dinner tomorrow night. And uh-huh. he was like, let's just, like, leave it open. I don't know if I'm going to want to <laughs> walk around. No, I'm going to be feeling. And the restaurant we were going to go to specializes in meatballs. And I was like, well, worst case oh. scenario, I will pick it up for us and bring mm-hmm. it to you. Because there is no better way to celebrate a vasectomy than eating some meatballs. Like, Honestly, it has to happen. <laughs> I feel like that place should hand out coupons for vasectomies and vice versa. It, you get your vasectomy, they give you a 10% off at the meatball place. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to have a, a match made in heaven. Little sterilization party tomorrow. Um, I love that. So I had big plans, but I'm fucking sleepy. <laughs> sleepy as shit. Fucking tired. Also, can I just say, mm-hmm. this might be of a like, I don't know of like white girl moment or whatever but i'm pretty 99.9 oh. percent positive that someone tried to follow me home last night and kill me 
carjack mm. me, rob me. I don't know. I feel like they had ulterior motives. And mm-hmm. just a reminder mm-hmm. to trust your gut. Because absolutely, even if they weren't following me, I went 90 miles an hour to make sure that they weren't. <laughs> she took them <laughs> off. And I, t- I took a bunch of turns that didn't make any sense. And he followed me doing those turns that made no sense. That was my test, right? Right, right. I right, went left right. to go right. I did a bunch of like back and forth. One o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning, I was just had just watched Interstellar. It's like oh, I was God. Watching, it's like I was watching a horror movie and I had like, you know, scary on the brain. I was watching a movie about yeah. space and family. <laughs> yeah. So you had space and family on the brain. And this person was super weird. So trust your guy. I don't know if that's as much a white girl moment as it is just being a woman in society. That's true. Thank you. Well, I'm glad you trusted your gut. Yeah. Um Thank you. I'm glad the Interstellar gave you the power and the courage to do. It gave what me the speed. I went into a safe. black hole and I popped out five Kinda miles away after going 99 <laughs> miles an hour. I called my mom. It's one o'clock in the morning. She's like, "Drive to the police station." I'm like, "Bitch, where's the police station? I don't." Yeah, I don't have them clocked. Too. Drive a uh, drive up to like the firehouse. I drove to like the food and just be lion. like, I didn't know where to call to an go. ambulance, but not for me. <laughs> yeah. And I did see a cop, but at this point I had lost the vehicle. And so I was like, do I just show up? And I'm like, there's a car around. Right. So Keep I felt, an eye out. Then I felt insane. So I just went home. But if I right. see a report about a big white fucked up Buick killing yeah. someone. Yeah. I'm going to call Life Alert and tell them that I saw Jeepers Creepers and I know who it was. Hello, Life Alert. I've got a tip for you. <laughs> They're going to be like, oh, all right. What is it? But then my Tell's adrenaline was going crazy and I couldn't go to sleep. So another reason mm-hmm. why I was up till that's why I only got four hours sleep. So anyway, that's my whole day. That's my life story. That's what I've been doing. That's what <laughs> I, I will continue it. to do. Oh, cute. And I do think that the Oppenheimer cookie vasectomy trio um it's just gonna do you right and i think that the movie tonight will lull you to sleep you'll sleep like a little baby mm-hmm. yeah sleep so well and so we'll right. molder because he's got all the barf out <laughs> there's nothing left inside that man <laughs> he was howling for food 17 seconds yeah, later of course and I was he like, was he empty was a tank. fire hose this morning <laughs> honestly <laughs> the spray i had flashbacks to the exorcist no Reagan, is that you? You in my cat? (laughs) Pazuzu? Fuck. Pazuzu. Anyway, I'm tired. Your turn. (laughs) How are you? (laughs) Your turn. I've also, you know, I think I have like sympathy sleep issues because the last couple of nights I haven't slept very well either. And I think it's just because I felt you, you know, I felt the tether that ties us together going taut as you (laughs) rocket down the interstate at 90 miles an hour. I was like, whoa, she's going somewhere. So I'm a little bit sleepy as well. I did have a very um, cute and fun moment with my boss at work yesterday where I was just being a silly, goofy person and they were not meant to hear what I was saying. <laughs> and they like- did, in fact, hear everything I was saying and I was talking in a little oo voice. No. And they were just like, hello. <gasps> um, so that was like super great for me. And I feel really confident in my next oh one-on-one. Oh my God. <laughs> so if I'm searching for a new job, that's why. Because <laughs> your boss heard you ooh-wooing in a call? <laughs> I was just trying to talk to my, I was just trying to talk to my work friend. Dude, NSFW, <laughs> you should not be ooh-wooing in the workplace and you know this. 
They set me up for failure, so fuck them. <laughs> they, I hope they also get fired. I'm reporting them to HR today. Anyways, um, let's get to it. The people don't care about the our lives. crave or, <laughs> the meat or, or our our misery or whatever. They really just want to hear about the animals. So, that case, let's talk about it. Let's so thank you this week to David. You know who you are. David with a capital D. The capital D is at the end of David, not at the beginning. So thank you, David, for suggesting the pygmy falcon. David. 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 Pygmy falcon. Um, Remind yeah. me. Have we done this okay. before? <laughs> <laughs> you know I wouldn't know. <laughs> We have done a falcon. Falcon was actually our sixth episode. That was the infamous stoop. Oh, I the see stoop it here in the on back my of the wall. head it's moment. On my wall. I know we recorded that in a poster, um, exclusive poster. So we have done a falcon before. We have not done this little falcon. Hmm. So thank you, David, our patron, for suggesting the pygmy falcon. Are you ready to get into it, Flora? Oh God. <laughs> yeah, oh, brother. <laughs> Kingdom Animalia, Phylum Chordata, Class Aves. Order, Falconiformes, family, Falconidae, uh, genus, Polyhyrix, species, P. semitorquatus, semitorquatus, tortuga, P. semitorquatus, yeah, that's what it is. Um, you know what Polyhyrix sounds like? It sounds like that, you know I had fucked up teeth as a kid, and it sounds like that thing that they install on the top of your mouth, the Hyrex, where they... It, like, widens your jaw, and you have to have your parrot crank it open every day. You know what I'm talking about? Whoa. No, you're on some dental nightmare shit, dude. I didn't do that. Oh, okay. Well, I did. Anyone out there, um, Hyrex fans, rise up. I don't know about fans. Hyrex experiencers, <laughs> rise up. Um. Anyways, that has nothing to do with this bird. So this bird what? is... I can't follow um, this. <laughs> also known as Flora's, like, on two seconds of sleep. What are you talking about <laughs> okay the hell are you talking about but can we yeah. say that like everyone else on the planet our dialogue yes. has changed to reflect <laughs> i think you should be. because every time i talk to you now i'm just like go over there and figure out what you do <laughs> i'm not worried about it i'm not worried about anything that man's hilarious He's just, I think he just collectively represents the current mental state of most of us. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like too accurate. I also constantly have dice in my pocket and I don't want anyone to know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this thing is also known as the African pygmy falcon. African pygmy and guess why? It's because it's found in Africa. Africa. <laughs> it sure fucking is. It's small, probably. Yeah. It's little, it's found in Africa, and it's a falcon. So we're right on the money, three for three. Um, do you know what falcons are, Flora? You know what you know that classification within birds of like falcons and other birds like them? Mm -hmm, you know what they are? Mm-hmm. I do. It's that it's that bird of prey. So this guy's a bird of prey. He's very small, he's very cute. He does kind of look like those little birds that Target sells during oh my the season. God, he looks dressed exactly up in like a little raincoat. Like that. <laughs> Um, he is a bird of prey. Do not underestimate him. He prey needs on to you. sue them for identity theft. Maybe he sold his likeness. You know, there's that that whole actors and writers strike thing going on. Maybe, you know, AI <laughs> used his likeness in these target birds. Can you imagine? Paid this man $150 once for the rest of time. I think someone damage. actually input us in a chat, BG, chat 
Oh. <laughs> Chat GPT once. They were like, write a Keeper Chat episode. And Holy shit, you're right. It made us awful. Do you remember that? Or it made, it made you mm. say so many puns <laughs> that I wanted to kill myself, I think. I remember it being awful. Was it awful? It was awful because it made me sound better than I currently do. And then it made um, it made me sound like super excited. It had an exclamation point after fucking everything I said. Everything I said. You were also very supportive of everything I said. Yes. Couldn't be farther from. I the was truth. like, you got it, girl. Anyway, what else? Which like, what the fuck? Yeah, I think at one point it was like, I love learning about animals. I love talking about animals, and we're like. That ain't us. <laughs> That's not it. We're currently You've a lost the plot of our own making. <laughs> Correct. I'm held at gunpoint right now to be here by this pygmy falcon. <laughs> Can't just anybody, this not even this guy. Bird. <laughs> this little fucking bird. Target sent over a package earlier, expedited shipping, and inside of it was this. <laughs> and it's holding a gun to the back of my fucking head. It's not the cute bird in the yellow fucking raincoat and it's not the cute bird with glasses and a notebook back to school he's got it's a the gun. bird with a gun <laughs> he's pointed right at me oh brother um so what does this look like uh, the adult pygmy falcons are uh generally white on the front of them they've got a little gray hat <laughs> they've got a little gray cap mm-hmm. the back of them is gray and brown they've got some textured and spots in their tails things like that but most of their underbelly is white and then around their eyes they've got a little patch of orange it's very cute a very small beak like it looks it's adorable how small it is i just want to say that what can he even eat with that how many pygmy falcons can you take in a fight i bet i bet some <laughs> beer bellied white like, man asks that every <laughs> day one. like every day that question gets asked 75 times a day people love to come to the zoo and just put hypotheticals into the universe of like oh do you think you could fight a gorilla like, what no. difference does it make oh they're like <laughs> the answer is always no <laughs> who would win in a fight a tiger or a lion how about you and me and i have a gun <laughs> that's a better question to ask here Get on out of my fucking face at the zoo i got shit <laughs> you're keeping to do me. you're keeping me from my zookeeper week ice cream social sir please beam you in the head with a metal bucket I have an advantage because you're stunned and I have a gun. Who would win? Me. You know who would lose every day? Me. Every day that you ask me this question, I lose. I lose 75 years off my life. (laughs) This is killing me. Please fucking stop. Um, So this little bird, though, will probably beat a grown ass man. I'm calling it right now. I believe it. He is. And listen to this fucking unit of measurement. (laughs) we like to compare things in wonky ass ways so he's the smallest raptor in africa let's get that out of the way the adults Mm -hmm. are the length of a sharpened pencil (laughs) shut up who is doing this did they lay him down flat or did they did they They held up a pencil pencil (laughs) so body length eight inches or 20 centimeters from head to tail eight inches wingspan bigger than a 14 inches Oh, bigger than any man's wiener. Yes. Um, Especially the man who's trying to fight them. (laughs) The wingspan, (laughs) 14 inches, 37 centimeters. The weight, remember, it doesn't matter how big or how small a bird is. He weighs, I'm going to guess, the same weight of a single (laughs) M&M. Two to three ounces. Or 42 to 85 grams. How much does an (laughs) M&M weigh? How much does the green M&M weigh? 0.91 grams. How much does she... Oh, 42 to 85. So he's like a packet of M&M's. 
42 to 85 grams. Yeah. Okay. He's 42 M&M's. <laughs> so is the weight of 42 M&M's? The height of a sharpened pencil. <laughs> now, Americans, you, you finally understand. <laughs> Honestly, I would take that um, over our current system any day. If that's the jumping off point we get between where we're currently at and the metric system, <laughs> listen, I'll take it. Pencils, Whatever. buses, and M&M's. You don't need anything else. That's it, baby. Actually, so there are two. I have to interrupt you. Yeah, go ahead. Someone the other day was asking me how big is one of the questions at trivia. Let me just like give you the whole thing. One of the questions at trivia okay. was how big is the Meg in the movie Meg? Oh, you just watched that. Well, I didn't actually. I watched everything but that, so I couldn't remember. But no. they were like, how big is a school bus? And I was like, hold on. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> That's a loaded question. I don't know if you're ready. But I do think I know that. <laughs> anyway, continue. We got it wrong. Did you get it? Oh, fuck. I, okay. I thought, well, I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought that in the movie mm-hmm. that the Meg, of course I haven't seen it, was mm-hmm. like <laughs> not too accurate scale of a real Megalodon. I thought it was a, a ramped up Megalodon. So in my head, mm. I was like, great white sharks can be, you know, the high end, 20 to 25 feet. He's got to be mm-hmm. like 75 feet long. You know, like three great oh. white sharks or something. Sure, sure. And it, it was like 30 feet. It was something just like fucking, I can't even remember. I was so mad. 30 feet? Let me look it up. So like a school bus. How, like a school bus. How long Meg, now we gotta know, how long Meg and Meg movie? And how long school bus? And how many M&M's weigh Meg? It's an hour and 53 minutes. It, to find out how long he <laughs> is? It told me how long the movie is. Never oh, mind. It brother. was 75 feet long. But I oh, said a couple, a hundred and fifty, I think, because I went crazy. But listen, oh. you were thinking Meg too. You just multiplied I just it by didn't two. Think it was like the real Meg. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was like Godzilla. You know, like how big is Godzilla? I thought it was oh, a fake number. Kaiju. I didn't think yeah. it was like what's the real skeleton bones of a megalodon we found in the ocean. This movie with Jason Statham. I'm sorry, I didn't know it was fucking biblically accurate. <laughs> anyway, move on. If we had, if I had to guess how many M and M's it weighed, I could have been closer, probably. Probably, you probably nail it. At least uh, more than one packet. That's my guess. So back to this bird. Uh, I did talk about what they look like. Very small, mm-hmm. very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that's kind of neat. So a lot of raptors, they all look the same. Mm-hmm. Males, females, they look the same. This one does not. It exhibits sexual dimorphism. So the males and females are going to look a little bit different. So if you're looking at one and you're looking at he's got that gray cap, cap. and the rest of his back is gray, yeah. that's a man. It's a male. That's what a man looks like. If you're looking at the one that's actually like beautiful, gorgeous, stunning, never did anything wrong in her life mm-hmm. with the chestnut markings on her back, it's a female. Perfect. Oh. We love her. She looks fantastic. So just keep that in mind. I don't know. I guess if you see one. I blacked out. And you're but out chestnut about. on the back, woman. Fuck yes. <laughs> chestnut. Speaking of, did you see Joey Chestnut competed again in the hot dog thing? Is he defeating Kobayashi? Where's Kobayashi? Because Kobayashi had the actual medical, like, miracle where, like, his stomach could expand to, like, 15,000 times the size of a normal human stomach to the point where he could, yeah. like, fill it at mass and then he would look pregnant and he was always winning. Yeah. And then now all of a sudden this, like, big American man is, like, fucking him up. So where's Kobayashi? I don't know. I do think that scientists need to shift their focus maybe to that corner of the arena and figure out. Give us the answers we're all looking for. Because Kobayashi was always my favorite. 
Well, yeah, because he's a fucking god among men. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Of course he's your favorite. He's the best. Oh, fuck, dude. He entered a contract dispute with Major League Eating, which sanctions the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, leading to the end of his appearance on the Coney Island <gasps> during the 4th of July spectacle. So he doesn't win anymore because oh. he doesn't fucking compete because he's still the fucking best. Oh, well, he's still the fucking it. best. Right. So is he just like retired then? Or Sit he the do fuck other down. Stuff? Sit the fuck down. He's retired. His Wikipedia has his last appearance in 2014 when he set the new world record at Let Him Eat, Canada's biggest pizza eating contest, beating 62 slices of pizza <laughs> in 12 minutes, which, by the way, is 15 and a half pizzas. 15 and a half pizzas oh in 12 minutes. Papa John fears him. Kobayashi. <laughs> so he switched to... He switched Number to... Number one uh, man. Pizza. He also ate Twinkies on the Wendy Williams show. I would trust that man with my life. He has the world he record, seems trustworthy. <laughs> oh, no. 2016, Joey Chestnut defeated him, but I think he stopped competing by then. He can oh. fucking beat it, dude. I don't like this Joey Chestnut guy. <laughs> I don't know about this guy. I don't know about him. <laughs> so this thing doesn't eat hot dogs All right. in a competitive or non-competitive setting. I do think it would eat a hot dog, though. I'm not going to count it out. But you know how Birds of Prey, especially like when we talked about the Falcon, it did that cool stoop. And it's got that ability to just turn on a dime. It's got crazy flight patterns. The same rules apply. So this bird is known to have an undulating flight pattern. Mm. So it's going to use bursts of rapid, (laughs) even toed ungulates. Um, It's going to have bursts of rapid wing beats mixed in with like dipping, gliding, and just fucking around. Sure. Apparently, their flight pattern also resembles woodpeckers. I didn't know woodpeckers were going off in the skies like this. Um, All I know about woodpeckers they are. is that they <laughs> crash land into my bird feeder. I know that they're there because they slam. <laughs> they cannot stop. He slams into the feeder. All the other birds land so gracefully and peacefully. Yeah. You wouldn't know they're there. He comes in so fucking hot. He's probably stooping at 100 miles an hour, according Stoop. to this. Yeah. He does the same tricks. <laughs> It's like the fucking a falcon. red baron. What are those fucking planes <laughs> that do crazy shit? God damn. <laughs> yeah, those aeronautic acrobats. What the fuck? Uh, so the, the falcon, of course, is going to eat other things. This guy is a predator, meaning he eats prey. <laughs> so sure when they spot they spot their prey, they zone in. Boom. They're going to bob their heads and tails. They're going to be like, uh-huh, yes, hype myself up. And then swoop in for the kill. Most of the time, they're going to take out, like, lizards and other um, okay. appropriately sized things. They'll also eat, like, large insects as well as, like, rodents, beak, some size. birds. Yeah. It, it all makes sense, right? They're not, like, <laughs> taking on a water buffalo. <laughs> Every so often, they will go after, like, a weaver adult. But they'll start off on a perch and then we'll do, like, crazy dives and shit and usually catch their meal on the ground. However, in the case of insects, oh. they can literally just pick them off mid-flight like whatever you know that's a drive-by <laughs> went through the drive through and got their meal and headed home so i mentioned that they're native to africa they're gonna live in arid and semi-arid steppe regions they prefer places that don't really have that much ground cover and has like really kind of scattered like trees and stuff like that so that gives them places to perch but also gives them clear line of sight on different prey sure. so that's super helpful um, and then having that perch, of course, gives them a little bit of protection because they are a littler guy and they just need, you know, 
Just need a little bit to up their defense. Just a little bit. Just a little guy. So they do some shady shit, which I always love to see. When they're actually, like, bringing up their family, instead of... (laughs) I just love... Animals are so shitty. I just love when they just steal other people's work and put their name on it, Mm. you know? They took this guy's homework assignment, slapped their name on it, and turned it in. So they're going to rely on weaver bird nests for their roosting and nest sites. Come on. They work hard on them. (laughs) I know. And they're especially going to do this with the sociable weavers that live in South Africa and then the white-headed buffalo weavers in Northeast Africa. I guess those are just like the creme de la creme. Um, They'll also take over nests of sparrow weavers and glossy starlings. And they're just like, this is mine now. Bye. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, I'm not going to... I'm not going to argue with them, especially if I'm a weaver and I'm about to get eaten by this thing. Right. Like, fair enough, dude. Fair enough. So the pairs will come together and the chicks will roost uh, in the same weaver nest chamber until they're young or basically old enough to fly off and, you know, do their own thing. Right. They'll stick to larger nest masses and they'll actually take up, I think, between like, was like 15 and 30 percent of the nest masses that are available. So they really just kind of like move in. And get, like, preference for whatever they're looking 30? for. That seems significant. Yeah. And then they use upwards of six chambers for their nests because they're, like, very complex. So they'll just, like, kind of move in and then, like, make themselves it's at home Barbie and, like, spread dream out. dream house. A little bit. A little bit. So there is a bit of an offset, right? So they're not just coming in. I mean, they are. They are bullying these weavers and taking their nests. But you could argue that the weavers get something out of it, too. Who? Because the Falcon Who would argue will... that? <laughs> um, who's Probably on the their Falcon side? propaganda. <laughs> the, the Pygmy Falcon propaganda group. He have an attorney assigned to him? <laughs> who's going to fight Not for yet? the weaver? <laughs> the little guy. <laughs> Even so the Pygmy Falcons are um, very territorial, and they'll protect the homestead from different, like, rodents and snakes and stuff they're trying to fucking... Okay. Um, so it's technically a symbiotic relationship with the weaver and the pygmy falcon, but I don't know. I feel like we should ask the Wait. weaver in a room by themselves if they're The weaver's symbiotic. still there? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like the falcons don't take over the full nest they, like, extended. area. Yes, it's like a big, like kind of like big nest, communal nest thing that weavers use. And then the falcons take over like a chunk of it. So it's um, like when you have a squatter, like, oh, I'm here and you too. legally can't get rid of the squatter. <laughs> exactly. But he keeps other squatters and things trying to kill you out. Yeah. So he's kind of, he's a loose cannon. So he, like, <laughs> nobody else yeah, showed it's up. It's a wild card. <laughs> like he, sh- he showed up, he won't leave. But Interesting. he's uh, also keeping other shit out. So okay. I don't really know. So if someone um, showed up your house and they built an expansion on the back half and then they also mm-hmm. patrolled the area for criminals... Right. Well, Would they didn't build it? the expansion. They didn't. <laughs> they crawled. No, no, no. They just show up. So the weaver and take has over six some of it. Chamber- ah. Yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like a very complex multi chamber kind of nest system. The weaver was just like the, so the sack f- that hangs okay. from a tree. It's just like a bag, sack bag. <laughs> well, this is a little bird, so I don't know the intricacies of what the What's bird going is. On how many chambers? But I do think it's. I do think it's more akin to you live in a two-bed, one-bath. I see. The falcon shows up and takes over it your second bedroom. It is the sack, but you build upon the sacks. Wow, this and is going to – what's that, tryptophobia? This picture would fuck someone up. We should post this. The holes. <laughs> we should absolutely post this it. This picture would kill a person. Get ready. <laughs> Gird your fucking loins. It's going on the internet. 
so this does qualify the pygmy falcon as what's known as a nest pirate. I think that sounds about right. Yeah. Look at that, dude. That's wild. Mm-mm. That is a thing of nightmares. I think the texture of it also adds like a sinister edge. It is insane. Um, Some of these are crazy. Okay. I mean, there's room for a bitch or two. There's no way they have all these rooms yeah, Okay, fill. but at the same time, if you <laughs> if it's your house and someone just shows up. Hey, if he I keeps the snakes away, I think I'm I'm ready and willing. Come on in. Flora Flora is the weaver uh saying that it is a symbiotic Come relationship. On now. That's one. <laughs> That's one. Let's ask everyone else. <laughs> the pygmy falcon does not do a lot of migration. They just kind of like hang out in their general area. They'll move around as needed but they can kind of stick to just those semi-arid regions during the winter when it is cold and there's a threat of hypothermia they will confine themselves in a nest chamber for up to 15 hours a day sounds about right we all do the same thing in that's winter. what i want to do right fucking now <laughs> yeah i would kill for that kill for god i wish that minutes. was me god damn it <laughs> They do sing intricate songs during breeding season to attract potential mates. They'll also do different types of bodily communication. So the same head bobbing and tail bobbing that they do during hunting will incorporate into um, breeding displays. They'll also raise their feathers. Males in particular will do a, quote, thin squeaky call to a female. Mm. Is that like a dog toy? I don't know. And then youngsters, if they're threatened, will make a sharp ringing sound. To add to the list of... Reasons why these females are boss bitches. They are occasionally polyandrous. The males are not. (laughs) They will occasionally breed with multiple males. The females will. And, you know, sometimes they'll bring them to the same nest. Whatever. (laughs) Go, girl. Come on down. (laughs) The eggs are laid between June and December in Northeast Africa. And then in South Africa, it's a little bit offset. So it's going to be August in March. Through March is when those are going to be laid. Once the eggs are laid, the pair are going to occupy their weaver nest chamber. And then, <laughs> this is gross. So we've got that holy nest chamber trypophobia coming mm-hmm. in hot. At the lip of the entrance, they're going to start coating that in white what? droppings. Mm-hmm. And that's going to turn pink as like time passes. Um, so if you're looking at one of those things and you're having a panic attack because of all the holes, if you spot one that's like whitish pink, you'd be like, oh, a baby falcon lives there. And then promptly pass out because of your trypophobia. Oh. So that might be helpful for anyone. <laughs> they have a month-long incubation period. The falcon egg will hatch after that. And then because the hatching is asynchronous, the youngs that like come out of the egg might be like different sizes. Sure. So you might have a like buff baby and a little pea. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know more about this than I do. You're the... Bird yeah, bitch. they come out like little little fuckers, man. They can't do nothing. They're pathetic. <laughs> They're so pathetic. Come out with an attitude and nothing else. <laughs> Bald <laughs> with an attitude. <laughs> That's me. That's my memoir. Um, conservation situation. So considering the fact that they have a pretty broad, broad range, they have a flexible diet. They're pretty good at predating upon prey and also, like, getting cover and, you know, staying out of the way of other Bunk shit. Galore. They do pretty well survival-wise. So as long as they have areas where they can persist and their habitat is protected, they're going to be fine. But their populations are currently listed as stable. I feel like every other bird of prey we talk about is, like, dying. But this guy is pretty good. <laughs> it's, like, actually fine. So good for him. You'd love to see it. Lifespan is about six to eight years, though in human care, they can live up to 20 years. As I mentioned, that clutch size is on the smaller side. It's going to be like two to four eggs. And then once they reach like one year old, they kind of fuck off and do their own thing. They're old enough 
to make their own rules. And guess what? That's all I have for Chicken you on the African pygmy. That's crazy. You know, I do love Falcon. a good guy that eats bugs because I feel like your odds are probably better about not dying if you're just eating like little buggies because I just feel like there's buggies everywhere. I mean, obviously there right. are buggies that are dying. Whatever. I'm just saying. Well, yeah. And if you're not a lot picky. to go around. <laughs> exactly. I think that someone that's pickier is not going to eat a bug. But this guy's like... Catching bugs out of midair and he's gomping them down. No like problem. you eat rhinos? Fuck. That's a bummer, dude. I got bad fucking news. Your number one food is the vaquita? Shit. Mm-mm, Not for long. You eat just generally a bug? Hey, yo. Come on down. You can come to my house. I got ants. I got ants downstairs. I got ants upstairs. I think I got plenty. Of I ants. think there's ants in my walls. They come out you of the aura. You should start um, prepping a a weaver nest. Get some chambers in there. This guy's gonna come in and take over thirty percent of that, and he'll just keep everything at bay and eat all your bugs. I have the most outrageous spider nest, fucking web yeah. thing, being created on my front porch. It basically looks like that oh. weaver nest I sent you a picture of. But imagine that, but like <laughs> spiders. Smokes. And okay. it does its fucking damnedest to eat all the moths and shit that try to come in my house. Hey, and okay. I told my mom about it, and she was like, when I come, I'm knocking that shit down. I was like, don't dare fucking touch them. Because she's coming to watch my cat while I'm in Japan. Right. And I'm like, you can't. That's a protected spider. Right. This habitat is protected it by is me, protected. the park ranger of the habitat. But he has <laughs> built. not touch it. I mean, the Barbie dream house of spider webs. Like, it is. Well, good for him. He's got rooms. He's got chambers. It goes from side to side. It goes up and down. He's got floors. He's got an elevator. He's got an escalator. I mean, the thing is a palace. Well, the man's got a full-time job as well. Full-time. If she full-time. knocks down that fucking web, you're going to be overrun with bug. He does his... You can't get rid of that guy. He's his... <laughs> he's his... Also, he's your roommate. Don't kill him. I'm his number <laughs> one Like, he has to stay. <laughs> If there's one fan in the world, it's, it's me. Name. If there are no fans, I've died. <laughs> it's my mate. number one guy. God world's damn. best boy. Well, I love that, though. I love when they help out. You know, considering helping out, um, a moth got into my house the other day. And my little cat, remember how I told you all, my little baby cat, Artemis, we took out all of her teeth. She doesn't have any there's teeth. None now. That's in- She's a gummy gal. There's nothing what in there. What if she grew one, though? Would you um, freak out? If, like, next time you took her to the vet, she just had one. Like, in the middle. Dude. I would, like, I would fist bump her. That'd be so she sick. <laughs> joking? Just grew a tooth? That'd be so sick. Anyways, a moth got in. And she not only caught it in midair, but she gomped that thing down. <laughs> she, like, ate it. The moth was probably mm, one-twelfth of her size, uh, which is pretty sizable. She didn't have any teeth. And she's like... <laughs> She gopped that thing down. I was I like, do I was talking to, to anyone and everyone who would listen. I was like, I wonder if she could even protect herself if she ever got outside. Yeah, I think she'd be okay. Not that she ever would. She's got gums, but man. You can gum this holy shit. Holy shit. I just know that moth was screaming on the way down like, oh, I'm not even getting chewed. I'm just getting crushed and salivated. Mulder just looks I can't believe she bugs. did that. My little, he doesn't even play with it. little baby. I pick him up and hold Aww. him up against the walls and stuff, and he just looks at it, and then he like he's done. He doesn't paw at them. He hates them. 
Oh, he's gotten too complacent. Such a waste of space. All he does is throw up on my sheet. <laughs> all he does is fucking explosive vomit what all over everything. What is he good for? I think you need to introduce a little bit of stress and threat to his life. Remind him what his role is in yeah, the Yeah, take him for another hike. Last time we went on a hike, you lost his board yes. because there's a horrible man there. Oh, well. We got that's fair. <laughs> we haven't been okay, back. well. Oh, no, fuck. Well, I don't think, I mean, that's worth being scared of, but maybe not in the home. Not in the home. <laughs> maybe not just, like, home. let him know. Just, like, whisper into his ear while he's sleeping. A bug's gonna get mm-hmm. you. <laughs> see, see if he changes his tune. Anyways, thank you all for joining us this week, learning a little bit more about the Pigby Falcon. Thank you, David, for suggesting this little bird. I gotta say, of all the birds we've talked about, she's a cutie. She's one of the cutiest cuties I've seen. Um, and I do think that Target will be hearing from my lawyer on the copyright issues that are, they're I facing just, with just stealing the likeness of this bird. Small stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, that it. So this is the smallest raptor in Africa. You got sexual dimorphism between the males and females, but despite their size... They're very agile. They have very keen eyesight. Um, they're diurnal birds of prey, and they can catch things out of the air. Wow. They move right the fuck in to weaver nests, so they make themselves right at home. But there is a symbiotic relationship there with the weavers because they help defend the territory, make sure predators are staying out, and also getting a nice bug snack as needed. These guys can live six to eight years in the wild, up to 20 years in human care. And conservation situation states that they're actually stable. They're doing pretty well. Um, they're pretty sturdy little guys. They've got a good habitat to them. And as long as, you know, we're not blowing up their habitat and exterminating all bugs, they should be fine, which is great to hear. Kudos for them. Kudos. That's it. That's all we have for you this week. Hope you all enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you want to check out more episodes, you can do so at keeperchatpodcast.com or any other podcasting platform. We're everywhere. If you want access to bonus episodes, yikes. Boy, have we got some for you. Unreal. We've got like... I don't know. I think if you wanted to dissociate for literally two days straight, 48 hours straight, you could do so with our bonus episodes. You can log in to patreon.com slash keeperchat and sign up to become a patron of this podcast. Patron uh, of the Thank arts. you to all of our patrons. <laughs> yes. Support the arts. Supported by viewers like you. Thank you to all of our patrons that support the podcast. You keep it ad-free and you keep us, I don't know, creating the horrific hellscape of bonus episodes that we roll out every mm-hmm. month. So... That's on you. <laughs> You're to blame. Um, so thanks for that. You can follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can also send us emails at keeperchat at gmail.com. Um, and you can rate and review us on iTunes or Podchaser. For every rating and review we get, we donate $5 to the conservation organization of our patrons choice. I think we mentioned this in one of our recent episodes, but we got a rating that was just like, I'm literally doing this to like get the money to conservation. Yeah. But I give a single flying fuck about the podcast, which is fine with me. Hey. Just send it out there. We'll donate the money. Flora, do you have any last minute words of wisdom for everyone before we depart? You should keep the little puppy pee pads by your bed so that when your cat throws Mm -hmm. up in the middle of the night, you can reach over and grab one of the puppy pee pads and put it under the cat's face. So you're actually catching the throw up. And then you don't have to do laundry Mm -hmm. at six o'clock in the morning and force yourself to go to the gym because you don't have any sheets. But what you shouldn't do is run out of puppy pee pads (laughs) so that when your cat's throwing up, you just open all the drawers at your bedside table for no reason, and then watch him projectile vomit all over the place. Yeah. That's my tips. Okay. Okay. It's like that. It's it's like I always say, that old adage. <laughs> Keep the puppy pee pads close. In hot supply. And close. close. <laughs> 
Thanks, everybody. Have a great two weeks. We'll chat with y'all soon. Smell you later.